Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here we go. It is a Masters week right here on the Tiger Woods podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. I am your guy, Cam Rogers. I'm alongside Bridget Whalen, and we are breaking down what is one of the more anticipated tournaments of the year of this PGA Tour season the Masters in November. It's going to be extremely interesting to watch. No patrons, no par three contest. You will have the champion's dinner, but you won't have the roars on Sunday afternoon. And of course, an early finish on Sunday. More on that later in the show. We thank you for tuning into this program. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Rogers 99 and on Instagram at Mr. Rogers 98. You can follow Bridget on both of those social media sites at Bridget K. Whalen. We are your Tiger Woods experts. We will give it to you straight. Do we think he will defend his title? More on that later in the show. Plus, I have my power rankings, and I kind of want Bridget to react to them. So I'll talk about my 1 through 10 list. And, of course, we will project the winner at Augusta National this week. But first, the Tiger Woods podcast is, of course, presented by betonline.ag. Football is in full swing. You have the Masters this week, of course. You might not be at the events this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all of the great sign up bonuses, folks. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts and i'm actually checking out their website right now taking a look at the matchups here such as hideki versus bubba watson colin morikawa versus webb simpson so some really interesting props as well for the masters so definitely check out their stuff that online.ag bridget whalen we made it we did not get an april masters in 2020 but here we are in november we were talking about it months ago that the Masters and Augusta National really wanted to make this event happen. And here we are. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Typically the start of the golf season, as most would say, now it's the closer this year. It is the closer. And boy, what a close it is. And we will be drinking it in, of course, because after this week, there is no telling when we will see Tiger Woods again on the PGA Tour or playing any sort of competitive golf televised, if you will. So let's certainly enjoy this week. We'll talk about Tiger's chances later in the show. But Bridget, let's kick it off with just talking about Augusta National in general. And we have talked about it a little bit lately about how the course is going to play. And I really do believe it's predicated 
on the weather this week, specifically on Thursday, folks, we are staring at 90% chance of thunderstorms and rain with some lingering showers on Friday as well. So this really could be a sloshy, soaky, not a lot of roll type of Augusta National this week. Yeah, with rain forecasted for much of the week in Georgia, I think that the greens, they could, you know, they'll have them running really dry and they'll be fast early in the week in preparation for the conditions that are to come. So uh, I don't know. I think just like any other Masters, there's going to be some drama that we're accustomed to. Fred Couple saying, quote, I feel like there's only two things that can happen. The weather can be okay or it can be cold and wet and play really long. It's not going to be cold. So there's that, Bridget, which is obviously a check in the box for Tiger Woods and his chances this week because we prefer him in warmer temperatures due to the back and all that. But it will play long, I would think. Par 72 as it already is, but then you couple that with not a lot of roll off the tee. And typically, the Masters caters to the longer hitters Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Bubba Watson, for example. Do you think it's a bomber's paradise this week? No, I think it's a second shot course. I always have said that. I think that you need a, a lot more than length on this course. And I think that Bryson is much more of a well-rounded player than people give him credit for. Of course, he's bombing it off the tee. But I think that the things that Bryson did at Wingfoot were – were quite overlooked. His putting was excellent. He he was hitting it out of the rough incredibly well. And and that has to do with his strength, of course. So I mean I guess what it boils down to is the evolution of Bryson DeChambeau is totally giving him a leg up over the field uh from week to week. But I do think that a couple holes definitely tend to to favor the bombers for sure. Um and the, you know, the iconic par five holes. I think that obviously if you could hit it longer, you're, you're going to do much better if it's playing long, but I really don't think that Augusta national is a course that you win off the tee. And just think about the way that tiger has do dominated Augusta and that we do say it's the course is tiger proofed. Obviously that is, that is well known. That is true. That is a fact. But Tiger is such an artist on Augusta's grounds, and obviously that is his advantage. And sure, I do agree that length is an advantage, but I think you're going to need a lot more than distance. And I think that Bryson, he, he definitely should not be overlooked for his full game. And I think that what's going to set him apart maybe is driving, but I don't think that that's why he will win it this week. I think there's a lot more that Bryson encompasses that may get him the win at Augusta. Well, let's do that. Let's talk about Bryson because, you know, Bridget, from a macro perspective, he is easily the talk of the PGA Tour restart, right? I mean, this guy coming onto the scene, 40 pounds heavier, muscle, trying to, quote-unquote, redefine the game and play his own way. And there's some word that he's going to use a 48-inch driver this week, which is just barely legal so it's going to be a really interesting study this week to watch Bryson tackle Augusta National. Tied for eighth at the Shriners most recently. Obviously, winner at Winged Foot at the U.S. Open. Won the Rocket Mortgage Classic back in July as well. So, I mean, plenty of fine form for Bryson going into this week. Now, 
he's the favorite, Bridget. He's the talk. <laughs> he's the guy that's going to shoulder all the pressure here. Say what you want about Tiger Woods. He is the defending champion, and maybe we can put him in a separate category. But outside of Woods, it's the Bryson show. Can he handle that pressure this week? Oh, absolutely. He won at Wingfoot. He's a major champion. He for sure could handle any and all pressure. And I think that he's been very forthcoming about his master's preparation, saying that he's literally been trying to hit a driver as far as humanly possible. And he claims that he could hit this new 48-inch driver more than 400 yards in the air. So Angles be damned. Right. I, I think that the par sure on a par five be be scared of bryson because if he's hitting it straight he really is going to be unbeatable and you could sort of say that about a lot of players like i like saying that about dj if he's hitting it straight and if he's hitting second shots well and if he's putting well which like laugher yeah of course if his all-around game is great he's gonna win but bryson i think for sure with the added weight muscle distance off the tee yeah I guess he he really might be able to overpower some portions of the course, for sure. I'll, I'll lock that in. I mean, obviously, we talk about smart people and just being able to crunch the numbers. And Bryson DeChambeau is one of those people. Physics degree at SMU, by the way. He is the mad scientist of this game. And it's going to be interesting to see where he finishes. I think there is some volatility to his game as well. And so I think there is a possibility, just saying, that he could miss the cut. Not thinking that he's going to. He's inside my top ten. But that's something to keep in mind for you betters out there who are looking for actual value. Maybe you don't go in Bryson's direction. Let's talk about Woods. Hmm. Everybody's talking about Tiger, of course, this week and his game leading up to Augusta National. I'll give you a little snapshot here, Bridget, of Woods entering the 2019 Masters. So in his eight measured events leading up, he was gaining strokes off the tee, approach, around the green, and putting. So Tiger was a better-than-average player, shocker, leading into the 2019 Masters. In his eight measured events leading up to this Masters, he's losing strokes off the tee, losing strokes around the green, losing strokes putting, he is gaining on approach. So you look at those two statistical frames, if you will, and obviously Tiger's game is not to the level it was leading up to the 2019 Masters. Is there concern there for you in his chances this week? Yeah, absolutely. And primarily my concern is he's only had six starts since – the restart after the time off. And, and to be frank, that's just, I don't think that that's enough for Tigers. I hate to say it, but for his age and sort of the condition that he's in, having only played six events since the restart, I think the results are sort of the writing on the wall and the results are bad. They're not good. So I think that he just really hasn't had enough time to get in what he wants to get in. And it's wild to think that he's been the reigning master's champion for 19 months, which is, I think is incredible. It's been a beautiful time. <laughs> <laughs> it's been great. And I, I saw his press presser today, his press conference, and someone asked him, 
maybe, you know, maybe a, a, a little naively, if you think that you can contend here, not only now, meaning this year, but in the future. And, and that question is ridiculous. 100% he will contend here until the day he dies or until the day he retires. That is because Tiger has dominated this course and it is one of the, it's the only major where we come back to the same course year after year after year. And that experience really does compound itself. So Tiger will be contending at Augusta, I think for as long as he lives. But do I think he will be in contention on Sunday in 2020? I do not. Look, I was pretty realistic about his chances at the U.S. Open and at the PGA Championship, and I did not like them. Missed the cut at the U.S. Open, T37 at the PGA. Augusta National's different, and sometimes, regardless of form, you can see Tiger Woods perform well, and we have a couple of examples about that. 2010, he finished tied for fourth. And that was after the long layoff due to the whole scandal. He stunned everybody when he finished inside the top five that week. And so he didn't even play all that well either. Then in 2015, finished tied for 17th, which really isn't all that bad considering the back issues he was dealing with, the chipping yips, and you can't have those at Augusta National. Still makes the cut, still finishes inside the top 20. If you want to look at his iron game, it's all pretty solid. In his last 24 rounds, he's 21st in this field in strokes gained approach. So those are some things I think Tiger Nation can kind of hang their hat on in terms of giving him a shot. Uh, I obviously think that being the defending champion brings a lot of prestige as well, brings a lot of good feelings for Tiger in that he has that confidence for sure. The validation is there that he can do it at this age. Yeah, I don't think he's going to win this week's stunner alert. I don't have him hoisting up another green jacket, if you will. But I actually do think he makes the cut, and I do think he floats around. And maybe he's on that first page on Saturday or Friday. I don't think he will be on Sunday. I actually have him finishing tied for 11th. I think he will play solidly. And I think he will really just drive off of that experience at Augusta National because we've seen guys do it before. Uh, Langer, for example, Fred Couples, Jack, I think, contended at 56-58, something like that. Tiger said it today at his press conference. So there's those sorts of examples you can kind of point to, and maybe Tiger Woods doesn't play all that badly. He's proven, or he's continued to prove, doubters who have been wrong about his entire career through, as you mentioned, the scandal, debilitating back surgeries. So you're going outside top 10. I'll go slightly in. I'll say T8. Mm. Okay. He is 35-1 to 1 to win his sixth green jacket. So we'll see what happens for Tiger Woods. By the way, teeing off early in the 7 a.m. Eastern hour on Thursday with Shane Lowry and the reigning U.S. amateur uh, Andy Ogletree, which is the traditional pairing, the defending champion, and the reigning U.S. amateur. So interesting trio of guys in that grouping. So Tiger Woods teeing off early on Thursday morning. Some other changes to Augusta National this year. Obviously, no par three contest like I talked about. The 
Ceremonial opening tee shots will happen on Thursday morning. We have split tees for the first two rounds. We'll see how creative Augusta National has to get in terms of getting all these guys to finish up, considering the weather that's going to come in on Thursday. And then, of course, Bridget, we talked about it. College game day on Saturday morning at Augusta National will be very, very interesting. The studio will overlook Ike's Pond and the ninth green of the par three course. I don't think you're a college football person, Bridget, but any interest in college game day on Saturday? Not so much. My brother actually was at BC when Matt Ryan was there. So we went to all those games, which was pretty cool. But no, I'm, I'm not like super into college game day. I think I'll watch it for a little bit just to kind of get the feel of the scene and all of that. But yeah, it'll be, you know, I think more hubbub than anything else. It's just college game day and not a lot of people will be there. College game day is actually better when there's a large crowd, a sea of people, which obviously is not going to happen uh, considering the pandemic. I do want friendly. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely not. I do want to go through my power rankings here, Bridget, and I wonder if you have any uh, issues with these names here. So I'm going to give away my pick right now as I start with number one. And his name is John Robb. I think this guy is going to win multiple majors in his career. There is no weakness whatsoever in his game. Everything is very solid. He's a bomber off the tee, and I'm going to lean toward those guys this week considering the weather. I think John Rahm is going to be a fantastic play, and he's had really a fantastic PJ Tour restart as well. So he's at number one. I have Dustin Johnson at number two. I'll just list off the names here. Bubba at three, Jason Day at four, Bryson at five, JT at six, Kepka at seven, coming off a good finish last week at the Houston Open, Tony Finau at eight, McElroy at nine going for the career grand slam. And then of course, Patrick Reed, the 2018 champion at number 10. Any issues that really scream out at you, Bridget, there with my list? Well, you're picking a guy who made a hole in one yesterday and then skipped the ball across the water and into the hole today. Right. So how can I go wrong? Yeah. You're really playing, you're really playing up current form. No, I have no, (laughs) I have no issues, no issues at all. I think it's great. I, I honestly am, I am someone, and I think that this is a tournament where these, the John Roms, yeah, they, they do really well. So I, I like your picks. What do you think about Bubba Watson, perhaps? I like it. I think it's great. I think that he is a massive sleeper pick, which is bizarre because he has multiple green jackets. I think he's great value. He won in 2012-2014, and he's in pretty much like the best form right now. Right. So I think think it's a great pick. I think that he is in a different place in his life too. He's now a dad. He has two kids. This, This could... Bubba may win the Masters this year. I'm telling you, I mean, I really wanted to pick him because his iron game is really on fire right now. And, you know, we talk about Bubba Watson. He is the prototypical horse-for-course guy. Riviera, Augusta National, and TPC 
in Hartford, Connecticut. Yeah, uh, TPC River Highlands. I mean, he's a guy who- Connecticuters, it's really the GHO, the Greater Hartford Open. As it was once called, yes. I'll I'll adopt the travelers. (laughs) (laughs) But he's a guy who like finds the courses he enjoys and plays well at them. Obviously the Masters and Augusta National being one of those events. And then you couple that with his form coming in. I think that's something to kind of monitor. And then Jason Day is a similar sort of logic. He's playing well right now, and his form at Augusta National is really good. So, you know, I like him. That's why he's at number four, obviously. Uh, my, uh, Your pick, Bridget, is not inside my top ten. Is that right? He is not. My pick is really not on the radar. I'm not on anyone's radar. He's on my radar, though. I'm going with Justin Rose this week. And yes, I know he missed the first Masters cut of his career last year. And unfortunately, he really hasn't been playing all that well since. Um, But I like him at Augusta. And I like him in general. And I just think that this is a weird year. And it's a year that I think Justin Rose can win the Masters. I really never think about Justin Rose winning the Masters. That sort of doesn't come to mind. Winning the British Open, sure. Obviously, he's won the U.S. Open. I think he's going to win the Masters. You want to talk about just the unpredictability of golf? How about this? So looking back at Rose's course history at the Masters, uh, the last few years, 14th, 2nd, 10th, 2nd, 12th. Last year, miscut. And so... It's just crazy how that was his first missed cut at the Masters. I mean, even as an amateur, he played well at Augusta National. So, yeah, you think about the British Open sometimes, but, you know, the Masters is right there in terms of Justin Rose's good feelings, if you will. Now, with that said, his current form is not all that great. But, hey, Bridget, who am I to question you? Because you're still (laughs) ahead in the picks contest, by the way. Uh, You had Tony Finau last week. He finished T24. I had Scotty Scheffler last week, T32. So you still have a hefty, basically $1 million lead so far. All of that can change, though, for the worse for me or for the better if we get the winner at the Masters, which obviously has a big-time purse. So, hey, I'm not here to question the Rose pick. I'm just, you know, laying out the data for you. You know, I turned on the Payne's Valley Cup, and I just have to say he was who I expected not to focus on. And guess who I focused on that whole time? We have my two favorite players on the planet in Justin Thomas and Tiger Woods. And I hmm. focused on Justin Rose. So I don't know. Maybe I'm on to something. More than likely, I'm not. But this is all for fun. And I, I just like him this week. Uh, a sleeper at all that's kind of sticking in your mind? Well, I think if Bubba Watson hadn't been playing so well recently, he would have been my sleeper pick, but I don't really have anyone that I think is going to come out of the blue and, and take the green jacket this year. You know, a couple names that I'll just throw out there. Scotty Scheffler, I think, can score with the best of them, and obviously I picked him last week, so I like him. Lee Westwood hmm. had been playing really well entering the Houston Open last week, missed the cut. I actually like that he missed the cut because people aren't going to talk about him as much. He's actually my official sleeper this week. He has a beautiful master's resume and got on a run of at 
at least five straight top 20 finishes before finishing 30th and then a missed cut on the PGA Tour. So, look, I like – or on the European Tour as well. I like Lee Westwood as a potential sleeper uh, too. So, something to monitor there. But, uh, all right, so you're going Rose. I'm going John Rahm. And anything else for Masters coverage this week? I'm just excited to see Autumn at Augusta. I think that we're going to get to witness something that we'll, we probably will never again, seeing the course sands azaleas and with some fall foliage. And I'm just excited to see how it plays. I think that this year is an opportunity for maybe someone who wouldn't be the atypical person to win. So then maybe Bubba Watson gets washed out a little bit. No pun in, or pun intended, no pun intended because rain is predicted. But I think that, this year will give an opportunity maybe for someone who, like Justin Rose, I'm always trying to plug who I picked, <laughs> for someone who possibly hasn't really sort of been the favorite to win here, and then they win. Yeah, I think that's really a great point for everybody out there to kind of take in this week, the uniqueness of this week at Augusta National, because like you said, God willing, we never see something like this again and that we never have a pandemic like this again or a world war or whatever the heck it is. So, yeah, I think this should be a really interesting week. No spectators. The streaming coverage is going to be interesting to watch. So take it all in, ladies and gentlemen. The Masters this week, Bridget and I will have a full-on recap right here on the Tiger Woods podcast. Until then, enjoy the tournament, folks. Enjoy watching. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.